Carson. And I'm Peter Klein. And this is We Had No Idea. Woo! Wow! <laughs> Featuring a cat purring. Let's see if it, <laughs> it gets picked up. <laughs> I have no idea if it did or not. Uh, well, thank you for tuning in yet again. Yeah. We love having you. As always, we come to you from Mokinsis, and we acknowledge that we get the privilege of living and producing this show on the traditional territories of the Blackfoot Confederacy, the Tsutsina Nations, the Iahe Nakoda Nations, the Métis Nation Region 3, and all people who make their homes in the Treaty 7 region of Southern Alberta. And you can find out what native lands you're on by looking at native-land.ca. Our sources for the show Hold today... On. Slow your roll there, Snow Patrol. What? That's always when I do it. We also have the second. Oh, sorry. Call to action from okay. the Truth and Reconciliation document. Okay, continue. Uh, so the second call to action, uh, it still is under the header of child welfare. But the second call to action is we call upon the federal government in collaboration with the with the provinces and territories to prepare and publish annual reports on the number of Aboriginal children, meaning First Nations, Inuit and Métis, who are in care compared with non-Aboriginal children, as well as the reasons for apprehension, the total spending on preventative and care services by child welfare agencies, and the effectiveness of various interventions. So definitely putting a big old spotlight on why the rate of Aboriginal children in child care services is so high compared to non-Aboriginal children. Yeah. That is the second call to action. Right. You may proceed with our sources. Uh, our sources for the episode today, whatever they were when we did our first episode. Wow. We were new at this. Yeah. We I am so new. So yeah, like obviously if you've downloaded this, you know what's going on. But um, we are redoing our very first episode because it was such like a major episode. It was our first one, but it's a major event, World War II. Uh, we thought, let's go over and maybe do this one again. But one thing that maybe we should have done is gone over the notes again because um, these are formatted horribly. And, um, well, not horribly, just substantially different than what we have before or than what we have now. And there's a lot of them. How many of them? Uh, well, just <laughs> for reference, uh, a regular one of ours gets to like at most like six or seven pages. Yeah. Seven pages is like when I'm editing that, I'm like, oof, this is pushing it. This one's 13. <laughs> It involves the world, Peter. That's true. All of the world. <laughs> and also, we had the most... Like, we had been planning this show for a few months. Yeah. And we knew World War II was going to be, like, our first episode. So we put a lot into it. We really did and, it to them. You know, in hindsight, if I had to do it all over again... Um, that wouldn't change a thing. No. I would probably have <laughs> researched a few subjects instead of one... To the degree we did. Yeah. But, you know, we know a lot about World War II. That's true. We do know a lot about <laughs> World War II. And we will uh, discuss that in the, the show today. So we, we have kind of re-released some episodes. This is going to be a full-on redo. This redo. Is, I don't want to say it's all new. World War II happened 80 years ago. History is old news. Um, but we, uh, we're going to look at it with our newfound experience that we have in this wow. over the last couple of years. I'm going to make the same uh, crack 
and horse jokes I did in the first one. Oh, looking forward to it. Me too. Stay tuned. <laughs> so yes, thank you. Uh, we know the episodes are coming out sporadically. We do eventually plan on, you know, doing these regularly again, I think. No, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It's just everyone's in crisis right now. You know, like what with the revolution coming and all that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So let's get started. Uh, in the buildup, Germany was humiliated after World War One because of the Treaty of Versailles and paying reparations. Germany thought it was too darn harsh. So in 1933, Hitler is, I said that really condescendingly, it might have been too darn harsh. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1933, Hitler is voted head of the Nazi party and chancellor of Germany. Fascism gains popularity because fascism gains popularity. Uh, they are the only party offering a solution to the poverty in the country, paying reparations while enduring the Great Depression. So, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures type of shit. He immediately starts with the concentration camps for political opponents. Great move. Love that for him. In 1934, Hindenburg passes away and Hitler takes over as leader. Did he die mysteriously, Hindenburg? Don't look it up. Let's speculate. <laughs> I I don't believe... I think they probably would have mentioned that in the hmm. the documentary we watched. We, we did, like... I'm I, starting I, a conspiracy theory. Okay. I, I did blow by it. We did... Um, It was uh, World War II in Color on Netflix is the documentary we watched. Oh, yes. This. That was it. So Hitler pushes the idea that Germans are from the superior race and outlaws any other political parties. Another just stellar move by him for his political party. Have no opponents. You will always win. He believed Jewish people were the enemy of the country, but couldn't start an all-out war on them. Too soon. Their propaganda was set up to make people view Jewish people as other. They organized boycotts of Jewish businesses. Students started book burning. Uh, Hitler drafts up the Nuremberg Laws, making Jewish people enemy number one in 1935. So, you know, it's only about a year of this kind of ramp up Mm -hmm. against Jewish people, Um, which, you know, I think if you asked a Jewish person might actually feel pretty fast. I don't think that that took a long time at all. Yeah, no, that probably felt like it kind of flew by. Um, Blink also, of an eye. Just quickly, uh, Paul von Hindenburg passed away of lung cancer at the age of 86. So, so it uh, was an not... inside job. <laughs> yeah. Inside Ooh. of his lungs, yes. Is that the darkest joke I've ever made on this podcast? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, you just said love that for him about Hitler. So I, I feel like we're on a bit of a roll with that kind of stuff here. I mean, also his death. I do also love that for him, so. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Jewish people are then forbidden to have pets, cars, radios. Uh, German people do little to go against it because non-Jewish people are benefiting. So, you know, a classic case of if it doesn't hurt me, why would I stop it? Mm-hmm. Countries outside of Germany were told uh, there were lies during World War One, so they didn't believe reports coming out about laws affecting Jewish people or the camps. So... They they propagandized so hard in World War One that they just didn't believe the world didn't believe what was coming out in World War Two. Yeah, there's also a bit of a like that would be so. I mean, obviously everything that happened is so egregious that you almost don't. Well, you don't almost you don't want to believe it. Yeah, like there's no way. Yeah. In 1937. Um, just knowing that there's a bunch of things going on. Uh, 1937, Japan invades China, starting a war. This invasion ties in with Nazi expansion, so the West was occupied. 
1938, Jewish people start to flee to Cuba where they're turned away. The ships sailed to Miami, but they were turned away from there as well. They returned to Germany and many were placed in concentration camps. Um, there are also stories that they tried to come to Canada and uh, we said no. Jewish people try to flee Germany, but the Nazis place emigration tariffs on them, so if they could afford to leave, many couldn't afford to live anywhere. With no pushback from other politicians, they continue with their plan of expansion. They need room to make their superior race sufficient. Mm -hmm. This is according to them. Um, Hitler believes Germany was betrayed by Jewish people who were bringing Russia down. With everyone focusing on that, they started focusing on physically and and, uh, mentally disabled people, and then in 1939, they invade Poland. Uh, as Germany gains more territories, they also gain more Jewish prisoners, so they created ghettos for them, rounding up men and boys for camps. Hitler begins to build his army, daring people to start another war. You know, people don't really want to after World War One, um, which is another reason why all of this kind of just slides. Like, people are like, ah, no, he's not affecting us yet. Everything will be fine. Right. Uh, the Nazis then march into Austria, where they are welcomed by Austrians. Allies don't do anything at this point because, again, they don't want to start a war. No one wants to get into it. Uh, Hitler then invades Czechoslovakia after signing a deal saying he wouldn't. He broke his pinky promise. He is starting to build an empire. Germany and Russia sign a pact not to attack each other. Uh, Hitler invades Poland on September 1939. 16 days later, Russia invades Poland from the east. Britain and France then declare war. The Oh, sorry. No, sorry, you go. Uh, on the other side of this, the U.S. banned the Japanese from moving into the States. Japan feels like they are treated as second rate, even after two big military wins in the early 1900s. The U.S. Great Depression hurt the Japanese economy. A far-right movement takes over in Japan. Japan invades Manchuria and China for coal and oil. Uh, Western countries start to gather to help China. For decades before, there was anti-Japanese rhetoric in the States. Japan felt that they were superior and Americans would crumble. Which brings us to the beginning. Da, 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 da. 1939, the waiting game, also known as the phony war. France is on the defensive. Germany caught them off guard. Um... No, Germany is caught Germany off guard. is caught off guard, sorry. Germany worried after losing World War One to France. Generals use the same plan as World War One. I. I believe that's French generals. Yeah. Uh, Germany invades Denmark and Norway to create a northern flank and to get steel. Britain helps Norway, but get taken out with dive bombs by May of 1940. So in May of 1940, Neville Chamberlain resigns over Norway and Winston Churchill comes in for England. Uh, Churchill ran on standing up to Hitler, which we just said nobody wanted to start a war. And then this guy was like, no, we're going to do it. We're going to yeah. fight back. Uh, on the same day, Germany invades Holland and Belgium. Not a great look. No. Uh, so then the Germans come uh, on the south border. France heard but didn't buy it. Barely anyone was there, so they just walked right in. Uh, Germans were gridlocked, and France was slow to react. Uh, the French thought it would take two weeks for Germany to take Sweden. It took them three days. And, and why did because... it take them? Why did it only take three days, Kim? <laughs> because the Germans were on math. <laughs> they were literally math heads. Yes. Uh, they were taking something called Parvitin. Uh, and it dulled empathy and pain, 
And when you're on it, you don't need to eat or sleep as much. Um, I mean, in theory, you probably don't. I, I still think the human body would require like oh, more fuel is the meth. More, more eat, more sleep, less meth. No, is more probably meth. Uh, what what is required. But I remember going over this the first time and just being amazed at how. And we'll 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 get more into it as it goes along. But so many things like so many victories so many losses in world war ii were based off of the losing side strategy being ah we're probably fine yeah you know like there wasn't a this great tactical battle and one side came out over the other it was one side was like ah we're probably okay yeah and, and the, the other one side, side was, was like, on meth yeah <laughs> i was about to say that exact same thing and the other side was like literally sprinting and doing fucking cartwheels and eating a chicken nugget yeah just one though just one um, singular chicken they didn't need more no exactly uh, they blinked and that was enough sleep for them. <laughs> Germany won in Holland, which was their decoy. South German troops cut off Allied forces and surprised them. Britain tries to escape from Calais. Germany crushes that, but the Allies settle. Germany has superior air force called the Luftwaffe. Luftwaffe. Uh, at this point, so they send them in and bomb the remaining Allied forces in Dunkirk, France. Meanwhile, the, mar- the Nazis march in to Paris in on June 14th so uh, France ends up fleeing uh, September 40th Hitler told German troops not to attack central London but a couple do London responds on Berlin and Germany by sorry London responds on Berlin and Germany raids dozens of British city, uh, cities they blitz London for 50 days killing over 40,000 people this changed churchill's stance on air raid bombings and and like churchill was against them because like it's very indiscriminate it's you're just flying over and just dropping bombs Uh like you you don't have a whole lot of control over what's happening specified target or anything but the germans clearly that didn't matter either and so if they're going to be ruthless why don't we yeah um i think that we also mentioned this in the first uh episode but how eerie are the images of nazis in paris oh it's weird I hate to see that you hate to see it yeah uh churchill urges the usa to join them in the war the usa declines u.s people don't want war roosevelt was just up for re-election he didn't want to go against the people the u.s naval base in hawaii was where training and the navy stayed with everything japan was doing in the pacific war ships and planes were sent to pearl harbor to seem like a loaded gun should japan try anything with u.s or u.s occupied countries so that's kind of what they're focusing on and they're like europe you do your thing yeah japan joins mussolini and hitler the tripartite act did i just absolutely butcher that Tripartite. no no i think you nailed that actually tripartite tripartite <laughs> The Nazis beat France and Japan invades Vietnam. The U.S. then sanctions Japan, halting exports, including oil. Japan then invades Indonesia and Japanese officials want to start a war with the U.S. because of how America is treating Japanese people, imports, exports, and Japanese Americans living in the U.S. They decide to go right for that gun pointed at them, Pearl Harbor. Washington intercepts messaging to the Japanese-U.S. ambassador. They sent the message to Pearl Harbor, but officials there are focused on getting ready to support U.S.-controlled Asian countries. U.S. worried about Japanese-Americans being spies, and turns out they were actually kind of right. There was one. He was living in Hawaii. On December 7th, 1941, the night before, U.S. Naval Secretary said they wouldn't be swarmed. 
they had one radar in Hawaii and they detected a large blob of planes. The U.S. head authorities told them not to worry, so Japan faced no resistance. They targeted airfields first with all the planes in one spot, but missed aircraft carriers loaded with planes. Anti-war guns were also locked away. Uh, Japan changed their torpedoes that the U.S. was convinced wouldn't be effective. 2,400 Americans were killed. Within 24 hours, they invaded a series of Asian countries, Thailand, Malaysia, and the Philippines. Um, I do remember this, where it was like, like obviously, catastrophic amounts of lives lost. Um, but from a, a war strategy standpoint, like it sends a message, but it didn't do the damage that I, I think they anticipated because Is that Japan? yeah, yeah, Japan, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Pronouns. Um, they, um, <laughs> Japan didn't do the damage that Japan thought Japan was going to do because they did not hit aircraft carriers or like a large amount of the infantry that was still there for the Americans. Yeah. Uh, Americans rally behind the Pearl Harbor incident and Roosevelt declares war on Japan. Four days later, Germany declares war on the USA because they have a pact with Japan. Uh, the USA bombs Tokyo and within three months, most ships are rebuilt. They rebuild very fast in Japan. Yeah. Uh, December 1941, Japan is dominating in the Pacific. I mean, if a 24-hour invasion of Thailand, Malaysia, and the Philippines didn't tell you that, <laughs> uh, let me tell you it. They're dominating in the Pacific. Yeah, it, I, I seem to recall from the documentary that basically, like in the span of a year, all of Southeast Asia was just Japan's. Like Japan yeah. just like marched through and was like, I'm the captain now. Yeah, they invaded like fire. Yeah. Uh, the USA only has four ships they can use in the Pacific, and FDR is pissed, and he sends planes, but they aren't fit for a long trip. Uh, that's kind of the advantage of having Hawaii where it is, too, is that planes can take off and land from there. Um, but they still don't really have long-range planes at this time. The U.S. wins a PR battle back home, um, but several bombs hit an emperor's palace. So they're trying to remain looking good, but you're, like, in a war, so... Yeah. I don't know if it's a good look for anybody. Uh, Japan tries to bait the U.S. with an invasion of Midway. Again, another island that's in the Pacific. Um, that's literally Midway. Uh, they stumble on a U.S. ship and they have a blind war. Two U.S. ships are downed before the Midway strike. Uh, the U.S. intercepts plans that Japan is attacking Midway. But as is the case with this war, they're like, no, they, they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to do it. They're not really going to do it. Right. Um, Japan starts bombing, but no U.S. planes are in the airfield. The U.S. planes were pulled out and flew over Japan's ships. Um, I think that the documentary said that they were on like a test flight mm -hmm. or something like that. Like it wasn't strategy that the planes weren't there. Um, so Japan fights back with the planes and the U.S. overplanes. Whoa. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah, the U.S. overplanes. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. <laughs> uh, the U.S. planes were overhead, though, so the Japanese Navy tries to attack the planes with ships. Um, they want to attack again, but they only had torpedoes, so they switch back to land attack weapons in the Japanese ships. Mm -hmm. um, but it takes a little while. So while Japan is switching, the U.S. Navy comes at them. U.S. intelligence uh, kept with it and proved that Japan was looking to bomb Midway, which gave them the fuel they needed to then actually attack. 
Um, the U.S. attack was very uncoordinated. The Japanese planes end up dominating and torpedoes on the U.S. planes are faulty. Um, or sorry, torpedoes at the U.S. planes are faulty. Um, pilots knew that they were in trouble and only one pilot survives the first wave. But four planes do make it back to the U.S. Uh, dive bombers sent in the wrong direction and they ran out of fuel for the U.S. Like, again, they didn't have the long range flights. That was so heartbreaking on the documentary. I remember that. You just like are flying and waiting for it to run out. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like over water. Yeah. Um, a Japanese destroyer was out on their own and U.S. dive bombers find the entire Japanese carrier fleet. Uh, and they do look onto four groups of American dive bombers attacking Japanese carriers who are unarmed. The three Japanese, three of the Japanese carriers are hit directly and the remaining Japanese carrier launches an attack, crippling one ship before U.S. dive bombers get there. Um, essentially, through all that, the Japanese Navy of this midway attack is destroyed. Yeah. There are 3,000 total killed on both sides. There was a huge cover-up in Japan, so they're also winning their PR battle back home. Because <laughs> <laughs> they just didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Which is the best way to spread propaganda. Right. Hell of a drug. Yeah. Um, the U.S. still had a lot of work to do with Japan dominating in the Pacific Ocean. And June 22nd of 1941, Germany, back in Europe, attacks the Soviets with a blitzkrieg. Uh, blitzkrieg is just like meth heads. Yeah. The army of meth heads. Yeah. <laughs> in December of that year, Germany storms through the Soviet Union with 3 million Red Army soldiers. Uh, Germans needed to go south for oil, but they wanted to take Stalingrad as a message. Um, and Russians did have the strategic advantages. They had ports and trains and stuff that was already running in their country, of course. Um, and by the end of 1941, Hitler demands that they fortify the Atlantic border of Europe, making the Atlantic Wall. Um, it is loaded with obstacles and military equipment. In 1942, Germany would lose the Battle of Moscow. Uh, Moscow? Moscow. 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 Rah, rah, Moscow <laughs> uh, Nazis believe that this is because of Jewish people. So Himmler decides to ramp up the killing of Jewish people, starting the final solution. The killing chambers were set up in Poland, so Germans felt a little bit more isolated from the issue. Uh, Soviet and Polish governments start releasing statements about this in 1942. So again, remember that this was that these camps were known about in 1942 mm. when we get to 1945. But the Americans say, "Look, we're trying to win a war here right now." Um, yeah, this isn't the the hill that we're gonna die on. Yeah. The Allies tried to invade Dieppe. Uh, Canadians lost 900 soldiers with 2,000 captured. They had trouble getting tanks ashore. German intelligence seemed to know that they were coming. Meanwhile, in the Pacific, the Americans are battling with the Japanese. In July of 42, Stalin orders that no one take a step back. He pleads for love of the motherland. The motherland. Uh, in August of 1942, Germany starts to bomb from the air. A th or thousands of tons of bombs are dropped on the city, turning entire cities to rubble. 40,000 Soviets die. Stalin mandates everyone in Stalingrad stay put. About one million women were in the Soviet army, and Germans were actually stunned by this. 
Um, USSR says if Stalingrad turns, that's it for the Soviet Union. Stalingrad was so messed with rubble, Germans had actually a tough time at making it through. So the Russian strategy was to crowd Germans, making it urban warfare. Uh, the Germans called it the Rats War. I do love the idea that women in the army, like... I, I think that this was from the documentary too. Is like someone being like, yeah, just imagine like you think that women are less than you. And then there they are like shooting at you and they're like part of the army. Like you think that they were insane. Yeah. And that Russians in general were insane. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was interesting, like the, the Germans again with their absolute precision and the blitzkriegs and the meth. Yeah. And it's like, all right, what can we do to slow them down? I know. Rocks. Like the buildings are crumbled, so oh my got them now. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, where are we here? Oh, uh, Germans do keep mowing down the Russians, though. 90% of Stalingrad is under German control. The Germans, though, weren't ready for winter and were under-resourced. I've never been to Russia, period. Yeah. Uh, no plans on going there in November. Um, <laughs> and I've heard it kind of sucks there. So, November 19th, 1942, the Soviets bring in over one million people and attack Germans, and they stun the Germans. The Russian Blitz, with a lot less meth, um, they do well, that Well, we don't know that. Right, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> less than or equal to the amount of meth of the Germans. Yeah. Uh, they do this with the pincer and have the Germans surrounded. Hitler wouldn't let the troops or wouldn't help the troops in Stalingrad. They tried to fly supplies in, but the Russians blocked them. Germans tried to support from the south, but are under-armored and stopped short. So in December of 1942, Russians offer surrender, Germans refuse, but they're exhausted. Think of that South Park episode where Randy is fighting everyone at the baseball tournaments, and this one dude's beating him up, and he just goes, I didn't hear no bell. That's basically the Germans here. They are beat to shit, <laughs> but they're like, didn't hear a bell. Let's keep going. January 30th, 1943, 91,000 German troops surrender. Only 5,000 returned to Germany. The Germans would blame the Italians and the Romanians who were helping them end the winter. But in reality, as with most things in this war, arrogance cost the Germans. In 43, this loss to or this loss of Stalingrad makes Germany look vulnerable. Um, Stalin and Roosevelt put pressure on Churchill that this is their time to attack. Uh, there is tension between the Americans and Britain. Churchill was worried about a bloodbath in France, but the Americans were determined that it was or that it wasn't going to happen. Um, Britain tries to attack Germany in Italy, but that fails. Uh, Operation Overlord is born. Allies realize uh, that it must come as a complete surprise. So the Blitz, um, this, the, the Blitz that had happened in London uh, did change Churchill's stance on air raid bombings. Uh, so they do start bombing in France in the night, um, but they keep missing targets and are getting killed by counter German air attacks. In July of 1943, the Allies bomb Hamburg. 60% uh, of the residential area is destroyed and 43,000 are killed, uh, which shocks Churchill, apparently. Um, this is countered by German propaganda to call on every person in Germany to join the army to help with total war. Uh, it's not well reported in London. 
using a Japanese tactic here, I'd say, <laughs> just not telling them what happened. Yeah. Um, it was spread in London that the bombing was mainly on military targets, whereas when we look at it now, it was mostly residential area. Uh, the Allies continue with a relentless bombing attack in Germany, draining resources, but they refuse to surrender. Um, others call for allies to stop with the air force and start focusing on the ground. Harris though wants to continue to raid cities, but he complies with Churchill and the air force is used more as transportation instead of just dropping bombs everywhere. Uh, even after the battle of the bulge, the Germans refuse to surrender and the Soviets are pushing from the East. They are gaining ground. And in February, Stalin, Roosevelt and Churchill all meet. Stalin feels Russia is taking on too many casualties it's a war, though, so, like, everybody is fucking dying. Uh, Churchill offers support with uh, more air attack. They plan to target cities in the east to help Russian advances. Uh, the British try to confuse German radar by dropping strips of aluminum, making it go crazy, which I is love amazing. That. Yeah. Or, sorry, they drop strips of aluminum. Yes, aluminum. <laughs> yeah. In 1944, Germany loses more ground in the east to the Russians. Germany is expecting an attack from the Allies, so they set up their defenses at Calais. Calais? Calais. Um, Hitler puts his top general to the Atlantic Wall. He orders more fortification. Beaches are lined with mines and barbed wire. Something, Al sorry, something I think about all the time. Yep. Not all the time. Like, maybe once a month. Mm -hmm. Is, what if you're just on a beach... Where the Atlantic Wall was. Right. And then there's just a bomb. Right. There's just a landmine. Well, I mean. Like, like I'm certain they've swept it. Yeah. But that that's happened, like, not regularly. But I yeah. feel like, like, once every couple of years, there's like, oh, yeah, we just found this bomb from. That's so like, fucked up. The Vietnam War or from World War Two or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's just so crazy to me. Like, you know, I, I am lucky to live in Canada where, like, we've been involved in these wars, but they've never been here. Right. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It is. Yeah, I can't imagine that. Yeah. Um, Ally planes take photos of the defenses. Percy Hobart comes up with the idea for different types of tanks, like flamethrowers and swimming tanks. They look which is a submarine. <laughs> they look hilarious and are nicknamed Hobart's Funnies. Uh, flail tanks were used to detonate mines. The French tides make June 5th the only day to do this. Bombers target German supply groups. This was wholly contested in ally circles. Eisenhower came up with the idea to attack the transportation hubs that kept the Germans from stocking up. England didn't like that the potential, uh, or didn't like that because of the potential for French casualties. Germany picks up radio from the Allies from where the invasion will be. It was obvious one was coming after the air attack. Bad weather, though, does halt the invasion. They change the direction away from Cal Calais uh, to Normandy. They set oh, up... I'm sure that that won't be important at all. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, they set up a uh, dummy... Uh, I've lost where I was. Oh, right. They set up a dummy across from Calais because the German spies had, like, seen that this was coming uh they had been flipped and that sold the lie it's like a watch this hand while the other one robs you right exactly an airborne operation begins the night before heavy cloud cover mean cover means paratroopers miss their targets germans flooded the fields so paratroopers drown in the fields god uh-huh 
Germans split up their forces and created confusion among their ranks. Uh, they don't believe the trip in Normandy is the main attack. Hitler was still asleep and they couldn't deploy the tanks without him. He he might have been the only one in the German army that slept. Right. At any point in these five years. <laughs> At any point. Uh, so the weather shifts on June 6th in the Allies' favor. German troops in Normandy witnessed the Allied invasion for the first time. Canadians are to land on Juno Beach and push forward. The Allies bombard the German-controlled beaches, essentially five teams, American, American, British, Canadian, British. The first one lands at 6.30 a.m. and the final at 8 a.m. So Hitler, who was asleep... Uh, wakes up at 9 a.m. and is briefed that Normandy is an elaborate diversion and Calais is the real one. Allies dropped a series of decoys for the radar and decoy uh, Ruperts, which are fake paratroopers, conf- confuse the Germans. So yeah, I think the Ruperts were like literally sacks of potatoes with yeah. parachutes or like some of them were like literally like toys, but because you were looking at them through binoculars... They were like, like, even though they were so small, you were like, oh, that's real. Yeah. It's, but it's just far away. It's crazy that it's like <laughs> World War II is just like such a horrifying event of mass casualties. But a lot of these are like Scooby-Doo tricks. And like the person comes up and sees the sack of potatoes and just like kicks it like, ah, oh, those kids. Oh, Bart's funny. He's got me again. Yeah. The Allies eventually overwhelm German defensive. 1,600 or 160,000. Yeah. Troops crossed the sea. <laughs> 1,600. And then another 159,000 after them <laughs> uh, crossed the sea. British and Canadian troops push onto the Cayenne at 3 p.m. There's no way I said that right. Uh, at 3 p.m., Sen? Hitler. The Sen? Sen. Sure. At 3 p.m., <laughs> Hitler finally deploys the 12th SS Division led by the Hitler Youth Division. Some are deployed to Liso, Lissau, Lissieux, which was the another, <laughs> which was another decoy from the Allies, buying them more time. Yowza. June 7th, American tanks, or sorry, German tanks surprise allies. German propaganda sell this as a huge win. And they just like don't mention Normandy. Right. Germans stored tanks in residential homes. Allies attacked them and lost several civilians. Americans are making slow progress from their uh, beach points. Americans used tanks to cut through the bush. Germans turned anti-air guns into anti-tank guns. Um, these tank guns could attack tanks well before the tanks could attack them. Uh, on, by July 18th, a large tank battle breaks, o- breaks out over, are we going to go? S- I think this, the Sen is spelled with an S. Cain. Cain. It's French. Cain. Uh, after seven weeks, British and Canadian troops flush out Germans, uh, in house-to-house combat while air attacks flatten the city. Uh, thousands of French civilians were caught in the crossfire. Very tragic. Uh, air fleets aggressively attack German supplies, and only a quarter of what Germany needs is getting through. Okay, hold on. I have the pronunciation here. Okay, let's listen. Con. 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 There we go. Okay, it's a town. <laughs> yes. It's a it's a town where this happened. <laughs> Um, so all of this after the, the battle at Normandy with, um, the Atlantic wall kind of falling does mark the beginning of the end for Germany. Uh, Germany was also losing to the USSR on the East side as well. 
Allies have been able to spread quickly throughout France, liberating Paris. Uh, this allows them to use the resources of the area as well. And Germans are now quickly becoming undersupplied. Hitler refuses to believe that they are done and that they are going to fight back. On September 11th of 1944, the Allies start to enter Germany. Hitler believes if they can take back Antwerp, uh, that they can get the supplies they need and stall the Allies. Hitler is banking on the weather to bog down the Allies and the overcast weather to take the Allies' air advantage away, allowing the Germans to make progress. So that this is very similar to what we saw earlier where, look, you guys are done, but they just don't go away. And it costs like thousands of people, uh, thousands of lives. Um, there's, oh. sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say something that is stupid. Oh, okay, go for it. Do you think that if he had had a Google, Hitler would have been like, Google, what's the weather today? <laughs> and then Google would have been like, the weather in, I don't know, a city in Germany. The weather in Germany <laughs> <laughs> is going to be clear skies and sunny. And he was like, ah, scheiße. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that's basically how World War II would have gone down. Yeah. Um. So the Battle of the Bulge happens. It Alexa, ends up. It ends up being play my favorite song. Play Ra Ra Rasputin. <laughs> <laughs> the Battle of the Bulge ends up being the costliest in the war for the Americans. So Hitler's certainly not going down without a fight. Uh, the weather does kind of cooperate for a while, but in the end, the skies clear and the Allies can use their air force and they cut off all supplies while they provide supplies to their own troops. The Germans are sitting ducks as their whole plan was based on bad weather. That fucking sucks. Earlier that year, German officials were concerned about Hitler's mental state. They place a bomb in Hitler's meeting office and it kills four people just not Hitler. But one of them is not Hitler. Yeah, he survives and believes he is above death. The oh. Stauffenberg plot furthers Hitler's paranoia and he doesn't trust the generals anymore. Hitler is being fed just copious amounts of cocaine and a cousin of modern day heroin every day, every day. Uh, so he becomes more and more irrational and delusional. Yeah. While this is happening in 1944, Russians discover their first concentration camp. Uh, Western media thought it was too horrific to believe it. So it goes unreported. Mm-hmm. December 12th, 1944, Hitler buses the commanders to a bunker. They are forced to disarm because of his paranoia. Hitler is in much worse shape than most of them remember him. At this point, not many people are seeing Hitler. The The, the team Zoom calls have basically stopped. Yeah, he's he's thrown his Google and his Alexa at the wall. Yeah, yeah, it's cameras off meetings for, for this time for the Germans. Sorry, it's broken. I didn't do my makeup today. <laughs> Hitler believes they can still beat the Americans, but the commanders become concerned. The generals follow through, even though they can see there is zero chance of success, because they're not the ones who are going to die. The initial stage works <laughs> out, but baston. Some of you may die. Yeah. But that's a risk I'm willing to take. The initial stages work, but baston. Turns into a disaster. An American roadblock comprised of random people in France holds up a panzer division for six days. Hitler's assumption that the Americans would fold was false. General Patton uh, brings in 200,000 men as reinforcements. In two days, they establish a supply track. They overwhelm the Germans with a 
whackload of tanks. Mm -hmm. December 26, 1944, the Americans take over. Overall, they have uh, between 25 and 3,500, but the Germans are on the retreat or stranded. I'm literally so dumb. <clears throat> okay. You, our notes say Boxing Day 1944, and you said December 26th. 1944, and I was like, where the fuck does it say December 26th? <laughs> Legit. This is just, why we started this podcast. Just thinking on the fly Because here. of dumb shit like that. <laughs> like, I'm like, what? Boxing Day? Coming up next week, the history of Boxing Day. <laughs> Boxing Day? Who knows when that'll be? You'll notice our um, very cavalier use of Russians and then USSR and Soviet Union mm. in this whole thing. We didn't know better back then. I'm a learned woman now. Yes. <laughs> well, I think that it was like... Like, Russia was still Russia. It was like the USSR. But... Yeah, it was the Soviet Union. Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess we're inappropriately calling Russians Russians. Yeah, well, I think some of... they were them... the Soviet Union at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway... No. It was still Russia. It was part of the Soviet Union. That yes. is what I learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you were trying to dupe me so hard right I now. I wasn't trying. I'm not trying to First dupe anyone. First Boxing Day. Yeah. Now the USSR. Uh, Anyways. Germans ran out of fuel and uh, um, they... Piper sets fire, which I don't totally know what that means. One of their generals, I think, sets fire um, to the tanks and then they walk back to Germany. Right. Because uh, they were just like, this plan is shit. Let's leave. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Americans weren't going to take prisoners uh, and killed many prisoners of war as revenge for the early execution of American troops. America. In late 1944, the Japanese start with the kamikaze. So this is um, their top pilots were already killed. And so they were feeling desperate. So pilots who weren't willing to kamikaze themselves, a.k.a. Just let go of the handles of their plane. Yeah. And plummet places. Um, they were not given enough fuel to return. So they had no choice. Uh, 34 ships and 10,000 American men fell. And Americans take over in the Miriama Islands, giving them an easy path to Japan. In one night, over 100,000 people are killed on both sides. The single most destructive act um, by the Americans. In 19... I'm, I'm going to say to that point. To that point. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't, like... It, the numbers yeah. for the Holocaust were not reported yet. Well, but that's not by Americans. The, like, the, this this is just Oh, saying, by Americans. I see, I see, I Yeah, see. I'm just saying, they do kind of a big thing later that I think... That's true. Yeah. That's a really great point, actually. Yeah. The Manhattan Project. Right. So in, uh, Still to come. <laughs> stay tuned. Uh... <laughs> The fucking Boxing Day thing is so stupid. Uh, in January of 1945, Hitler is told if a retreat isn't put into place right away, that the Germans would be fully wiped out. So Hitler evacuates and goes into a bunker in Berlin. Uh, he will never leave that bunker alive. The Germans take away from the battles in the east against the Russians and uh, the Russians advance quickly. The USSR take over Warsaw right away and march towards where Hitler is held. In 1945, the Pacific War is turning brutal. Believing the Americans were crippled, so Japan tries to take over Southeast Asia completely. Um, the states come back and reclaim some islands for the islands themselves. Probably not for America. 
Um, the Americans take out much of the new Japanese ports and Japan is facing a brutal famine. The Japanese are willing to put up with whatever is necessary to help win the war as they believe in their emperor. And the emperor is like, we are strong. We're going to carry on. Yeah. The states are carrying the fight against the Japanese. Roosevelt is looking for help from the Soviets, but Stalin doesn't want to get into that because, um, you know, he's winning on the other side. So why would he pull troops from there? Roosevelt is... Uh, ill and has to take much time off um so he hands a lot of his presidency um off to Leahy. is that right yeah the guy who ran the trailer park Leahy. yeah yeah okay um, there is much debate over what is going to end this war. Japan is clearly not going to surrender. Um, and there was a plan to invade Japan, but Roosevelt won't sign off on it. Um, so the Manhattan Project begins. Yeah, that seems like quite the pivot. No, we're not going to invade them. We're just going to forever alter the path of the country. Yeah, we're just going to launch the worst thing ever. Yeah. Uh, the Manhattan Project is being started in New Mexico. It was initially being started to counter rumored work by the Germans. The invasion continues to be planned, but the Americans are worried of what the Japanese people would do because of how patriotic they were. Sorry, isn't that so crazy that, like, the Manhattan Project was like, like, they weren't going to do nuclear fission. Right. And then someone was like, yeah, I think the Germans, like the Nazis might be working on nuclear fission. And the U.S. was like, if we don't have a plan tomorrow, yeah, somebody is losing a job. Yeah. Yeah. The, the United States very much when it comes to these sorts of things. Not that. like the, the, competitions? Well, a little bit. Like it, it does kind of seem like th- this is underselling it a little bit, but it does kind of seem like they put out a candle with a fire hose. Like that there's a yeah. lot of like, hmm, you have one thing. Let's get 12 right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. like that's what you get when you spend like 40% of your budget on True. You know, military stuff. True. Which even back then, like the fact they were able to rebuild and regroup after getting the bejesus bombed out of them at Pearl Harbor is again, like in the context of military stuff, pretty impressive. I know, but we can thank Josh Hartnett and Ben Affleck for that. Right. I've never seen them. What? Yeah, I don't know how it ends. I have it on VHS. Oh. I know, what a weird flex. It's a <laughs> yeah. two it's a two VHS special. Ooh, like Titanic. At, ooh, that double VHS. Yeah. Like Titanic and WrestleMania 3. Hmm. Anyway. Um, Just like WrestleMania 3. The invasion <sighs> continues to be... I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, no. You don't want to know how uh, pro wrestling handled some of these things. I don't. Um, they were monitoring neighborhoods to make sure everyone was behind the war in Japan. The Japanese identified exactly where the Americans were going to invade, so thousands of soldiers go there. The military are telling every resident to resist Americans, and they are all taught how to fight, and some are given orders for suicide bombing attacks. In 1945, the Americans take over Okinawa. Franklin Roosevelt passes away. Harry Truman takes over. He was given no real information on the war, including the Manhattan Project. Could you imagine that? Like, hey, um, just to get you caught up on everything that's going on. So we have a world war. Yeah. Uh, the Nazis are doing some shit you won't believe. Uh-huh, um, and by the way, we've started building a thing that could wipe out an entire country. And you're going to be the one who signs off on dropping that. Cool? Cool. All right. Uh, we'll take what you want. Six coffees and a dozen donuts. Break. <laughs> yeah. Except the Manhattan Project just like got lost in an email. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I like, went oh, I'll to read my, it later. Oh, I went to my archives. Ah. April 30th. I'm cutting that out. Okay. I don't even know if this. 
Ah, oh, went to my spam. Uh, April 30th, Hitler dies. May 7th, the Nazis lose. Stalin turns his sights against the Japanese. Truman is worried the Russians will open communism up on Japan. That is so just fucking American. You yeah. know, not that like, look, this starts a pretty lengthy thing that we cover later on with the Cold War, where the, the Americans and the Russians didn't exactly see eye to eye on literally yeah. anything. But it's like these guys, you've been fighting side by side for so long. It's like, all right, we've taken these guys down. Don't you dare move another step, you bastards. Yeah. Communism. Yeah. July 16th, the Americans test the first atomic bomb. Truman sees this as a way to avoid invasion, and he is worried about losing more lives. Truman says they can use it where and when they see fit. Scientists... Yeah, their property, why not? Right, yeah. My bomb, I'll do what I want. Scientists <laughs> are saying uh, that you can use this as a trump card, but it would be immoral to use it on humans. What, are you going to use it on the fucking whales? I mean... Like what? Like Probably they knew then. what they were doing when they made it. Yeah, they knew what it was for, and it's not for a picnic in yeah. the park. Look, Kim. People don't kill people. Bombs kill people. <laughs> the Allies are saying uh, that the Japanese will surrender, um, or that they can, and the Japanese uh, ignore this request with contempt. August sixth, a plane heads over Hiroshima, and at eight fifteen a.m., a bomb is dropped. It explodes 1,900 feet over the hospital. In less than a second, 70,000 people are killed. Most of the city is wiped out, and a giant mushroom mushroom cloud erupts. The sh- um, we have here that the shadows of people who were vaporized are like permanent on the concrete. Um, it's actually what did we learn when we were there? It's like you can see like it does look like the shadows of people, but it's basically that the light from the blast bleached stones that were made on buildings right and the shed like and where people were standing didn't get as much light exposure so it, yeah it does, so it, is te- it does look like their shadows are it's in the it's concrete. technically because of shadows just not in the way you would think and so so much worse yeah i mean I, that's what a fucking weird detail to get hung up on but anyways mm-hmm. um so by the end of the day thousands more are dead in japan and the japanese have no idea what has happened to them um, because this was, again, the very first time uh, an atomic bomb has been used. Uh, Truman threatens that this is the first of many and the Jap- and Japanese military leaders believe um, this was just another bomb. No one knows how bad it actually is. Stalin, in wherever he is at this point, is stunned. And on August 9th, the Russians invade Manchuria and Japan is overrun. The Japanese are meeting... Um, and the U.S. drops another bomb, this time on Nagasaki. Another 70,000 people are killed instantly. And the Nagasaki bomb is far more powerful. Uh, some in Japan believe surrender is not an option. The governments are so split. So the emperor uh, is brought in. He addresses the nation. And it's the first time people hear him speak. He calls the attack so horrific that they have to surrender. Um, and many Japanese feel like they have let the emperor down. Uh, factions of the military refuse to obey and the emperor cites the Russian invasion as uh, one of the reason he doesn't want um, the people to know how bad it is. He's saying that because of what Russia has done in Manchuria, that's why they're going to pull out. Um, he doesn't really want to share the news of how horrific Hiroshima and Nagasaki are. Yeah. When that propaganda drug is so good that even you can't quit it, you know? Yeah. Um, that is like, having been there and seeing all the different things like it's so 
In Hiroshima? Yeah, in Hiroshima, sorry. It, it's so horrifying to see, like, the pictures and to hear the stories. And at the, yeah. the museum they have there, there's, like, a reading of a diary of someone who was um, in Hiroshima at the time and survived the blast, but just slowly got more and more sick because of the, the after effects of it. And that was a real difficult listen. And then, yeah, like, the... It, it's crazy that the Japanese were like, well, I mean... It's just a bomb, right? Like no mm -hmm. one, no one at the time really understood the the true scope of what happened there. Yeah, and it's like I mean, this whole war was awful. Yeah, and to end this portion of it off with that, like Japan was doing absolutely horrific things in the Pacific. I, you can't justify something like this. No, and then with the Holocaust happening in Europe, like there was just so much like carnage of this war. Um, it's insane. So, yeah. um, September 2nd, Japan officially surrenders. Um, immediately American and Japanese scientists study the victims. Um, because again, this has not happened before. Yeah. Um, people, um, so they're, it's victims. It's not the dead. It's living people. So they feel like they're treated like rats for these investigations. Um, and the effects of the dropped bombs rage on for decades with birth defects and cancers and sicknesses. Um, the Americans put a lock on much of the videos that showed the carnage um, that was caused. And these videos were held until 1970 and then they were released. 25 people or 25 million people died in the Pacific War um, and Japan turns from an enemy to a key post against the Russians. Um, in 1949, the Russians test their first nuclear weapon. And now for the final part of this, the concentration camps. Hey, in more carnage. Yes. In 1944, Russians discover their first concentration camp. Western media thought it was too horrific to believe. Yeah, a market picked up um, of people looking for items made from the skin of Jewish people, such as handbags. Um, psychological effects were severe on German uh, soldiers for seeing so much death. Um, not that, you know, we, we do feel bad for them, but to an extent. Right. Um, so they began putting Jewish prisoners into vehicles and gassing them, um, but that was too time-consuming. Um, so they look into gas chambers. Um, some of the stuff that I think was sold at this this people market mm -hmm. um it's like handbags i think that there's like lamps and stuff like that that Ugh. are made of like the skin of jewish people and like they have their tattoos on them like they right. would like cut off their skin and like dry it out and use it for goods yeah um by 1945 russians are finding more and nazis are forcing jewish people to march and ride trains to buchenberg American forces find Orduf, an abandoned slave labor camp. This is 26 kilometers away, and Germans want to clear out Buchenberg. Germans want to evacuate, but the Jewish people take over the guards and the camp and lead Americans there. Germans claim ignorance. General Patton forced the German community to march through the concentration camp to see what was happening. Mm -hmm. There were 44,000 camps and ghettos across Germany. Six million Jewish people died. 36,000 war charges were brought out against the Jewish, um, sorry, war crimes are brought out against the Jewish people. Anti-Semites uh, tried to block the proceedings, and many Nazis actually got out free. The Soviets' rise is used as an excuse, and the U.S. is able to force many countries to let Nazis 
free. Yeah. Um, so this has been our redo of World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, and takeaways from this time, uh, I mean, are the same as last time. Like, this war was horrific. Yeah. It was truly, like, I'm, like, sitting here saying as if a war wouldn't be bad, but, like, it was real bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, catastrophes that you can't even possibly imagine, and it all happens in the span of six years. Yeah. And then, like, you just see how immediately nothing is learned from this, right? Like, Absolutely. Like, r- the, the Russians or the Soviet Union help the Americans with the Germans, and then the second that's over, it's back to, all right, well, fuck you, too. You know, and then with this, like the Americans are so hung up on the Cold War that all of a sudden the Nazis, ah, it's not so bad. That was like 30 years ago. You guys can go free. It's fine. You know, like it's the, the, there shouldn't really be a statute of limitations on concentration camps. Um, so like the the Germans plan for expansion, it's like that kind of goes without saying, and it's honestly everybody's plan. Yeah. So it's like, oh, oh, I'll help like the the enemy of my enemy is my friend type of shit. Like, well, if, if I'm the Soviet union and I see that America is trying to defeat the Nazis in expanding because my goal is also expanding. Yeah. Then of course I'm going to help the Americans. And then as soon as they don't need my help anymore, I'm going to continue my goal of trying to expand. And then the Americans are going to be like, and you know, the allies are going to be like, well, we also have a goal of expanding. So now we're going to try and stop you. Yeah. Like it's it's just just awful. Like, it's just tunnel vision from one thing to the other Absolutely. to the other to the other. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, another one of my takeaways is I'm very happy we have changed how we do notes in the last two years. It literally gave me anxiety to look at this. Yeah. Sorry about that. Where I helped write them. Yeah. You don't need to be sorry. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you for subscribing. Thank you for downloading. If you have any emails, Kim. You can email us. We had no idea. Uh, oh. We had no idea podcast at yep, gmail.com. That's the one. We had no idea podcast at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Instagram at we had no idea podcast. So in two years, we still haven't figured out how to end these things, but. Uh... Thank you so much. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.